Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Institute for Policy Innovation podcast. We're coming to you today from the studios of Salem Media Group in Dallas, Texas. I'm Tom Giovanetti, the president of the Institute for Policy Innovation. Today's January 12th, 2023, and I'm joined today by IPI's resident scholar, Dr. Merrill Matthews. And today, Dr. Matthews, uh, I've entitled our episode, Oh, Look, I Have a Stack of Classified Documents Here by My <laughs> Corvette. Um, the news in the last couple of days has been um, somewhat amusing and somewhat uh you, you couldn't make this up if you tried. Amusing uh, and frustrating. Yes, at the same exactly. Time. Uh, during the fall, uh, we had the drama of uh, finding out that Donald Trump had classified documents, had taken them out of the White House and mm-hmm. had them in his residence in Florida, uh, turned some of them in, claimed he had turned them all in, turned out he hadn't. There was this big uh, FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. to that take was out more eight. documents. A uh, special uh, counsel was appointed to investigate, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and then all of a sudden, and I know you're going to go through a timeline in a minute, but then all of a sudden, a couple of days ago, we find out that, oh, what do you know? Uh, some classified documents have been found at uh, Joe Biden's think tank. Right. Which none of us even knew that he had. I, I didn't think. know he had one. And then, like twenty-four hours later, oh, and more have been found mm-hmm. at his beach house in Delaware. So, increasingly, this is sounding a l- very, very familiar with what happened with President Trump. Uh, I have to say that it was amusing to me that literally, as the first news was breaking about these documents, I was listening to CNN uh, in the car driving home from the office. And it was comical the degree to which they were going through to say, now, th- this is completely different. Right. This is totally different than than what happened with Trump. Now, bear in mind that they were saying this is totally different just as the story was breaking. Right. They didn't but know. Before, what, we, before we knew anything. They didn't know what the story yeah, was yet. B- before we even knew the details. But they were sure of one thing. They were was, sure. They had their narrative down. This was totally different than what President Trump did. So as you point out, on August 8th. The raid, there was a raid on Trump's home, and that just set off a firestorm of controversy mm-hmm. over doing that with justifications and, and recriminations and all kinds of things going on. And But then we heard that, well, this is justified because these are private, do- these are classified documents that are in a private home, had no business being there and so forth, even though Trump does have the ability to declassified documents, it wasn't clear whether or not he had done that, whether he'd gone through the process, whether he still had the ability and so forth. On November 2nd, documents were found at Biden's think tank office called the Penn Biden Center, uh, and attorneys notified the National Archives that day. And it turns out that the documents were handed over. We understand from the news reports now, we'll see if these get adjusted. Yeah, you know, I was just going to interject that literally... The details are coming out almost right. hourly right now. So so the timeline you're going through is based on the best of what we know and what we've been told. Right. So on November 3rd, the next day, the National Archives received the documents and apparently didn't know they were gone. This was this was an issue because they were saying the National Archives were badgering Trump to get these documents back because they knew they were gone. But mm. apparently the National Archives did not know these were gone. And so they were informed. And on that day, November 3rd, they then informed the Department of Justice. And so following that, 
Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, appointed U.S. Attorney John Lausch, I guess is how he pronounced it, of Chicago, a Trump-appointed federal attorney, to investigate this. Um, so that's kind of where we know, but we don't know exactly when Merrick Garland appointed uh, Attorney uh, Lausch to federal attorney Lausch to sort of investigate this. But we just know that sometime subsequent to November third, he d- he made that appointment. On November eighth, we had the election. Did anybody know about this <laughs> at on the election? Would the public have been interested in knowing about this before the midterm election? But nobody knew. On November 15, Trump announces that he's running for president. On November 18, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, comes up and announces he's uh, he's appointing a special counsel, Jack Smith, to investigate Trump's handling uh, with relation to the January 6th riot on the Capitol, but also to investigate to whether as whether or not Trump obstructed justice in the removal of the documents at Mar-a-Lago. Wait a minute. November 18, and the documents were discovered on November 2nd, and Merrick Garland learned about them on November 3rd, but on November 18, he didn't announce that he was appointing somebody, he may have by then, we don't know, that he was, an appoint, he was appointing somebody to investigate Trump, but he, by that point, he already knew that something had happened with Joe Biden, but wasn't announcing that. The second tranche of documents were discovered on December 20th, in my understanding from the news reports. So that's when they found that at his other, at uh, Joe Biden's home. Remember, <laughs> it was the initial reports from the, uh, uh, the, the initial things were, this was terrible for Do- Donald Trump because this was at his home. Right. But now it turns out it's at Joe Biden's home, apparently in a garage next to his Corvette. To me, this is just the funniest thing of all, because... Again, when 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 the media was scrambling to explain why this was totally and completely different than Trump, this right. is one of the distinctions they were drawing, right? Well, it wasn't at his house. No. <laughs> and then 24 hours later, we find out, oh, there were some at his house, too. So apparently around January In 9th, his very highly secure SCIF, uh, SCIF is an acronym for secure something or other. Right. Uh, in his very secure SCIF garage. Well, I, I have no doubts that he probably keeps his his uh, Corvette. I think it's '67 Corvette locked up and secure. But does that mean other people can't get in there? Maze no. <laughs> and so forth. So I, th- I guess it's about January nine or so. The news reports about the documents, and uh, the uh, White House refuses to say why it took so long, and the D- Justice Department to release this information. And then, of course, on January eleven, we get the. Uh, a group, the information about the second group of documents that has been released or, or has been found. So this has been sort of, it's been a couple of months since they found the documents, which was a week before the election. Nobody said anything. Merrick Garland wants to appoint a special counsel to look into uh, Trump's handling of the January 6th. And these documents doesn't mention anything about the documents in Biden. They found they find more documents at Biden's house and nobody mentions anything until finally it starts to come out. And they only talk about the first group of documents, didn't even mention the other one. And so the news media would try to sort of justify that. And now it comes out. It's in Biden's home as well. Now, we should uh, we're, we're 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 along with a lot of conservatives getting a huge kick out of this, because like I said earlier, I mean, you, you couldn't write this story right. if, if, if if you tried. Um, we should acknowledge that there is at least one significant difference between the two situations, which is that Trump actively resisted returning documents. 
and, in fact, according to news reports, instructed his legal representatives to lie and to say all the documents had been turned over when they knew very well that they still had some of them. So there's no evidence that, that Biden's people did anything like that. But clearly, and, Biden's and as people, far as we know, as far right as we now. know, as far as we know, that's right. But clearly, Biden's people were not completely forthcoming. No, no not forthcoming. Right. At all. Exactly. And, and it strikes me that there's one of two explanations for that. Either the idea was we don't want this to come out before the election. Mm-hmm. Let's wait till we're like well clear, well past the election. Let, let's wait until there's sort of a, a moment where there's not a whole lot of high political drama going on. And then we'll sort of let this information trickle out. Uh, And so at the very least, that is a manipulative in that you're trying to make sure that it doesn't influence the election. I think there's another interesting um, possibility, though. And of course, we're just speculating. I think one possibility is they thought they could get away with never going public with this. I think it's absolutely right. Somehow someone for some purpose has leaked this. That that they they really had no intention of going public, and that the information is coming out for one reason or another, but not because of some coordinated plan by Biden's people. And what I I think what lean, lends some credence to what you're suggesting is that when the first leak emerged, it was only the leak of the November second, the Penn right. Biden Center documents. Right. There was no discussion about a second uh, group of documents that had been found in December. So in other words, your point is that that's not the way you would do it if you were doing it in a coordinated fashion. Right. Yeah. In you, fact, that's what you do. You let 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 details dribble out like that when you're trying to inflict maximum damage. Right. It wouldn't shock me if some of this is not being leaked out the way that it is in order to harm Biden. Because mm-hmm. remember, as as you have pointed out in writing and as we've discussed on a couple of podcast episodes, despite the Democrats sort of surviving the midterm elections, there's a lot of Democrats who don't want Joe Biden to run for reelection. Right. And it, and if and if Biden right now is feeling um, if, if he's feeling full of vim and vigor, uh, you know, he he got his big uh, spending programs through. Uh, they actually gained seats in the Senate rather than losing seats in the Senate. Uh, if if Democrat insiders feel like we we need to take him down a notch because we don't want him running for reelection, we we need to inflict some damage here. That would not shock me. Yeah, and and as it stands right now, we don't know what the documents contained, but we don't know what. Trump's documents contained either. Right. So it may turn out, I mean, we don't, since we just simply don't know, so we're speculating, but it may turn out that some of those documents had to do with Ukraine, may have had some kind of impact on uh, Hunter Biden or something. You just, you yeah, just ha- you don't, don't have any idea. One thing we do know, and, and, and when the first reports came out, um, I think we're going with January 9th is the day that this first broke. Um, when that first came out, uh, one thing that was pointed out was that some of the doc, you know, there are, there are different types of classified documents. Mm-hmm. There are relatively unimportant classified documents, and then there are very, very, uh, very sensitive above documents. top secret documents. Right. And we had that discussion with the Trump. Yes, documents. exactly. And and the initial news was that some of these documents that were that were at the think tank were of that highly sensitive, uh, you know, above top secret uh, level. Now, whether that turns out to be accurate or not, I don't know. But that was reported when the story was first coming out. Um, now, you know, again, you can look at this and you can say, you know, an administration generates 
many, many thousands of classified documents over the course of an administration. You could explain a lot of this just by accident, overlooking things, whatever. And as with so many of these kinds of things, it's not the act, it's the cover up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that becomes the thing. You know, if if Trump has significant legal liability here, it's not for having classified documents at Mar- Mar-a-Lago. It's for obstruction of justice. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's for resisting and, and, and making false statements. But and it may like also that. be for classified documents. We just don't know how that will go yet. But I will say that. Whatever Merrick Garland thought he was going to be doing in terms of perhaps prosecuting Trump on those documents, it has become much harder now that Joe Biden has, uh, that these have been revealed to Joe Biden, because even if you're going to say Trump's documents were, were a much higher classified, well, how would we know? Yeah. We are, we don't, can we trust you, Trump's appointee, I mean, uh, Biden's appointee, to tell us that? Well, we there's, just don't there's, know. You know. There's two different lenses, I think, to look through this. One is the legal lens, and the other is the political lens, right? So, oh, the third, hypocrisy lens. Okay, 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 okay. So um, legally, there may be significant material differences between these two episodes that would justify prosecuting Trump and not prosecuting Biden. Absolutely. Le- strictly speaking, legally. Though arguably, it may be just the reverse. There might be enough difference that Biden's could be much more well, that, yes, significant that's, that's classified than, possible, than yeah. Trump's. So that's the legal analysis. But the political analysis here is they both did pretty much the same thing. How dare you not treat them the same? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that when we're talking about former vice presidents and former presidents, you can't just do the strict legal analysis. You've got to figure in politics, too, mm-hmm. that it, that if 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 Trump were prosecuted and Biden were not, that would look to the to the general electorate as such a hypocritical, uh, unfair, uh, biased narrative. And it would feed right into Trump's narrative, which essentially all he does is what everybody else does, except that he gets prosecuted. for Right. It, you know, um, and let's remember. Let's remember that Hillary Clinton had classified documents, well, emails on her at least. server in the bathroom, if in I her, remember. In her, on her private server, and she wasn't prosecuted. And then who was the guy who served in the Clinton administration that tried to sneak classified documents out in his socks? Sandy. Uh, Sandy Berger. Sandy Berger. Yeah. Uh, took classified documents out of a secure facility in, in his socks. <laughs> uh, wasn't prosecuted to my recollection, was not prosecuted. So, you know, maybe we need to reform the way we do these things. Maybe Congress needs to pass some new laws about the handling of classified documents. I don't know. Uh, but at the very least, uh, it would it would take some real nerve, I think, for Merrick Garland to give Biden a pass and to go after Donald Trump. But I think we have to also address the hypocrisy here because – you know, if if the documents had been had emerged with Donald Trump and people had said, oh, well, let's just let's give it a little time to see what happens. And the, no, that's not what happened. The media jumped on it. Oh, yeah. The left jumped on it. Uh, there were accusations that uh, this might be traitorous. This might be treason. Oh, sure. Uh, maybe he's trying to uh, sell, nuclear, with sell nuclear secrets sell, to somebody. All right. Exactly. Of the, yeah. All of the above. Right. Joe Biden comes out with this and the left lays immediately starts defending him. Well, we know we know Joe Biden wouldn't be doing the same thing as Donald Trump. Well, we, maybe we don't we don't know. That's that's just and so it's just the, the hypocrisy from the left. And it, if it had flipped, 
if Joe Biden, if we'd found these at Joe Biden's uh, place first and there had been no real uh, media thing and they had found him at John, Donald Trump's and secondly, and then then it, it's just, I, this is, this is part of the problem why I think so many people are so fed up with what Washington is doing and the hypocrisy and the politics that goes on because you, they'll go after somebody immediately if it's on the other side, especially if it's a Republican, but the media and the left will just kind of wave it off if it's somebody. Exactly. And, and to your point, the, the way the media has behaved so far in this story is almost a caricature of media bias mm-hmm. because – you know, we had we had almost almost constant video coverage of the raid on Mar-a-Lago. This was this big, 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 big thing, and you could just tell the media thought, okay, this is we're finally going to get him. Yeah. We're finally going to get him on this, right? And then you had the story come out about Biden, and you could just hear the media just scrambling to figure out how can we draw a distinction here? How can we say that you know this is totally different? And so, as as you and I record this podcast right now, the current media narrative is. Look at those Republicans pouncing. Yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> Seizing. It's pouncing. Got, yeah. It's got nothing to do with with the underlying, you know, as you say, hypocrisy here. Right. It's got to do with, oh, look at those disgusting Republicans pouncing on this, you know, trying to use this to defend Donald Trump. Uh, like like I've said a couple of times, you couldn't make it up if you tried. Yeah. And it'll just be really interesting over the next few days to see if, is there another stack of documents somewhere? I think that's right. Uh, when did when did people know? When did they not know? All that sort of stuff. And it's it, it is in my mind. It is it's really unconscionable that Merrick Garland would hold this information for this long because it relates to somebody else that had a similar issue. So I, it's not just the hypocrisy, but it's the lack of transparency that goes on because you would have still had Democrats and others talking about how bad it was that Trump was doing, even though the Justice Department and others know that this is going to go happen with Joe Biden as well. And I think, to your point, they may not have, they may have thought they've got, would have gotten by without ever any leaking in information coming out on this. Yep. It would, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure we know for certain that Merrick Garland knew about it. We're kind of assuming that, right? The the news reports that I read, apparently he, uh, well, the Justice Department was notified on November the 3rd by the archives. Okay, okay, all right. So, so yes. the news, so the news stories say that, yes. and if, if the Justice Department knows, he would have to know, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think you're right. And okay. they don't say when he appointed that uh, John Lausch to look, uh, to investigate this. We only found out about that. When the re- revelation of the documents came out, the initial mm. revelation. So um, we don't know when that's going to be, but it uh, I would assume it was some time because if that federal attorney was going to retire, he would have if he was going to announce that as he just did recently. Um, but he was he was assigned to that and had it apparently for a couple of months. Well, um, based on based on everything that we've chatted about on this podcast, I'm going with the theory that they they never intended to make this public. I think it's I think I, it's a fair I think assumption. they thought they were going to get away with it and it leaked out somehow and that'll be the real to me that'll be the intriguing thing going forward is figuring out how this came out in the first place. Well, politics is always interesting and you you couldn't write this if you tried. Well, we would invite you to check out our website at ipi.org and to sign up there if you'd like to receive notices of all of our new podcast episodes. 
new content, and upcoming events. If you've enjoyed this podcast, how about giving us a favorable review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast platform? You can also help to sponsor these podcasts by becoming a member of IPI's Giving Society. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time.